announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. What's up, everybody? This is Sonia Gomez coming to you from Denver, Colorado. I'm your host of The Hemp Revolution, and today we are diving into the nitty-gritty with yet another another serial entrepreneur who has found success in his other ventures. A serial business owner of over 20 years experience in the marketing and brand building, his experience covers a wide range of industries involving in startups through his entire career, ranging from commercial real estate development, service-based retail operations, consumer packaged goods, all of the fun stuff that are now in desperate need in the CBD space as we are raising the bar on how we operate. and most recently becoming the co-founder and CEO of Feel Brands CBD. No one can give you the background and history better than the entrepreneurs themselves, and it is our mission to help shine the light on the journey that we are taking as the business owners and builders of the hemp revolution or cannabis and hemp health movement, helping to highlight those stories of the pioneers who are taking the arrows in the back so that you can have safe and legal access to the highest quality products that are on the marketplace without further Further ado, give a round of applause in your happy place to Mr. Nate Davidson. What's up, Nate? How are you? I'm doing well, Sonia. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you for the kind introduction. You know, that covers a very good amount of what I do, where I come from, and my background. But, you know, again, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, of course. I'm super excited to have you on. I hope you're holding on to your pants straps here because I'm going to dive in. You're in, you are in one of the newer markets in the United States right now in Missouri, which I am like, I feel like cows live in Missouri and until cannabis came legal this past election, hardly anyone was talking about it. And now I can't have a conversation or a glass of wine without hearing about it. So before we dive into all of the temperatures around the industry, why don't you yourself introduce yourself to the audience? Tell us a little bit about who you are, your background, and what you are doing in the industry today. Perfect. Yeah. So you hit on a little bit of my professional background along the lines with my professional background. More personally, I am a competitive cyclist, swimmer, a runner, participate. I love triathlons. I love just active outdoor lifestyles. And that's kind of where my merging into the cannabis industry comes from as an athlete. And as I was getting older, I'm not as much of a spring chick as I was when I first started racing. More and more, I had aches and pains, inflammation issues, things that were keeping me from going every day. And I became a pretty strong user of CBD in the past. And I came to realize that there were so many brands out there. There was so many different things going on, whether it be an isolate or broad spectrum to full spectrum, that I couldn't, as a consumer, really get my hands around until I dove into it a lot and started to make myself more of an expert in the field. 
And in doing so, and I realized that there's a space for a brand to be created specifically targeted towards adults with active lifestyles. And that's where Feel Brands comes from. You know, it's, it's been great over the last couple of years as we developed the brand to see the reception of people in that active lifestyle space, you know, how they're using the products, the successes that we've had, seeing people get off of, you know, opioids and other pain relievers and anti-inflammatories and using a more healthy and natural approach to, to pain relief has been awesome. I love it. You're so well polished when you talk about the mission and the vision for what you guys are trying to accomplish. And my mind is just sick in the sense that I have like the greatest sense of humor and like the worst jokes ever. And so when I saw your brand, when I first started researching your brand and like the overall look of it is like sleek and sexy and it totally looks like an active adult line. And I was just like, is this a sex brand? <laughs> and I was like looking for sex products because I was like, feel brand. I want to feel everything. So anyways, that was like my first, but you're so polished and poised. Excuse my inappropriateness. <laughs> no, but along those lines, that's kind of where feel comes from. When we were developing the brand, we knew that we were going to make a product that was targeted towards adults with active lifestyles. But so much marketing in this space is based off of strains ratios of CBD to THC and a lot of things that consumers don't really know yet or really in some ways don't have the interest to know. What they want to know is does this work? Does it solve a problem that I have? What is my outcome and you know how is that product going to help me reach my my outcome? And really those came down to what we called feels. So how do you want to feel? And then we formulated products based on those feels in order to help people figure out which products that they needed, whether it be you want to feel peace, which is a, you know, a sleep nighttime product or feel alive, which provides energy and additional anti-inflammatory response or feel fit, right? So if people want to feel fit. There's a product for those, those types as well. Man, that is awesome. I absolutely love that and how you've categorized them. And that leaves just so much opportunity too, like on the branding perspective and the expanding your product line and really keeping that consistency and the look and feel of the look and feel of your product. I think that that's awesome. So when I'm looking at your resume and I'm looking at your bio and I see this information on your background, you've obviously been in the more traditional or what we would call the corporate space or type of business in the world. What inspired, you touched a little bit on it, you know, that slowly starting to feel the effects of aging, wanting to keep the fountain of youth and maintain your healthy and socially active lifestyle. But what was it about? I mean, there's a hundred different ways to do that. Why didn't you start a supplement line? Why didn't you start these more generic, non-restricted industry type companies? What was it about the green rush or the hemp industry that said, yep, that's going to be the one for me? Sure. That's a great question because there are so many different avenues you can go down as far as pain management or pain relief supplements. Or even performance. Sure. Yeah. Performance supplements, they're everywhere. You know, like a GNC, you walk in there and there's thousands of brands to choose from. And all of them accomplish specific tasks or specific outcomes for, for consumers. But one of the things that is important for people to know about field brands is we take what's called, we call a consumer first approach. First and foremost, before I'm anything, I'm also a consumer. So knowing that, and in my, in my cycling or swimming or daily life per se, 
I want to make sure that I was using all natural supplements, right? I wanted to try to get away as a consumer from acetaminophen or ibuprofen based on some of the research that's been done on how those interact with the body and your internal organs as well. So probably the biggest reason for us to choose CBD or hemp or the cannabis industry is because of the benefits without those counter benefits or those side effects that you get, right? So you're, we use an, an ibuprofen, let's say, and you're accomplishing some pain relief and inflammation, anti-inflammatory response. However, you're also doing other damage to internal organs. So the more that you take those, you know, the more it, it becomes a responsibility for, for yourself to look after your body. And in the cannabis space, there's just so many benefits without the drawbacks. And that's what made the most sense to us as consumers first, right? I love it. I absolutely love it. So talk to me a little bit about the mission of your guys' company then. While you made the corporate to cannabis jump, I'm sure it seems as if you are serving a more affluent crowd, somebody who has the time and money to be able to spend doing these other things that they love to do in their social environment. What is the overall mission of your business? And then we'll dive into some of the products that you've created in your brand. Sure. From a mission standpoint, again, it's to it's to offer products to adults with active lifestyles as a, an option outside of regular pharmaceuticals or opioids for pain relief and pain management. That being said, we want to appeal to as broad of an audience as we can, but we, while taking that niche approach, one of the things that's important to know about our products, they're hemp derived, 100% THC free. So we're a broad spectrum, not a full spectrum product. Part of the mission for us is to offer products to elite or competitive lifestyle adults that may have to take a drug test randomly at a competitive event. It was important for us to produce products that wouldn't cause someone to fail a drug test, even though it was a hemp-derived product, right, where there's no chance with, with a field product that you'll be able to fail a drug test because we're 100% THC-free. So, you know, again, the mission is to, to be among the best, if not the best, active lifestyle supplement made from hemp that's available. So you're super polished in your message and your mission. These are things that I share with my audience all the time. We have budding entrepreneurs, looky-loos, people with established businesses who are looking to build and scale, who tune in and listen to the insight that our guests have to offer. And I'd love to hear from your perspective. If you were standing in a room full of these folks right now, what are three pieces of advice that you could offer them while they're getting started or, you know, trying to grow past that point of startup? Sure. And, you know, you mentioned one, one key term, which is the mission. What are you trying to do? What do you want to be? But also build that mission around your passion. If you're passionate about something, that goes beyond mission. It's something that you have a drive to do day in and day out. And when you're passionate about something, it's real easy to find what your mission is. So find a mission that fuels a passion that you have, whether that's personal or professional. If you have a personal passion for it, I'm sure others do too. Take that and make that your niche because you'll love it every day. The second thing is to understand what it is that makes you different. How are you going to stand out inside of any given space, whether that be in the cannabis space or any business for that matter? What is it that sets you apart so that your consumer knows that that's the product for me? And the third is, especially in the cannabis space, go into this with your eyes wide open. Every day, 
legislation or banking restrictions or from an advertising perspective, there's not much we can do in regards to reach people and build awareness. So go into that, go into the industry knowing that, but also have the patience and the resolve to weather the storm. It's a large space. There's a lot of people doing really well. And it's something the consumers need these products. There's a demand for them. There is a need for them. But yeah, those are the three things I'd say, just mission and passion, differentiation, and just a wherewithal to to weather the storm. I hear that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, "Um, you have to have the balls to go with changing of the time. It is crazy what we are up against in this industry. And I was actually just in another interview where a woman was talking about how you have to be tenacious, but no matter how well established you are in this space, you're still going to experience the same challenges as a startup. It almost never feels like you're gaining the momentum. No matter how far you've come, there's always that setback that can bring you right back to square zero and you have to have the tenacity to be able to overcome that over and over and over again. And they were in the cannabis market before and now are in the hemp CBD space with the disillusion that it was somehow going to be easier when in fact it's been more complicated um, than, than what they were doing before. So it's just so interesting, the misconceptions. I was mentioning this in one of my other episodes that everybody has this vision of grandeur. They're like, yeah, we just got legal like this is gonna be the I'm gonna get fucking rich <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden they get in there like I'm fucking broke <laughs> and it's like it's this huge contrast but one of the most exciting things and I want to talk about this because you just mentioned it in the last little piece that you just shared is the legislative development Missouri one of the newest hottest markets on the roster right now Talk to me about the temperature on the ground floor over there. Uh, how is the budding industry doing in good old Missouri? There's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of you know, people trying to get into, into the industry. As of last weekend, initial applications for dispensary licensing, transportation licensing, agriculture licenses, they were all due, right? So everybody filed. There were, I believe, in the thousands of applications or just over 350, maybe, I think it's 392 total licenses that they'll give out. 192 of those goes to dispensaries. So there, there was a lot of excitement around that. It's going to be a very stringent process, but it's kind of the wait and see period to see how those shake out. That being said, industry-wise, there's a lot of interest in, in the state of Missouri. It's the only state in the union that shares borders with eight other states. So as more states become legal... There's a huge opportunity for shipping and fulfillment through Missouri, depending on federal legality and shipping across state lines. There's an opportunity for the state of Missouri to become a hub in the cannabis industry, to not have to cross illegal states or states that have not ratified whatever federal legalities may come in regards to cannabis. We've also had a great opportunity from some of the states that went before us, Colorado, California, Nevada, and Oregon, Washington, watching how they handle their license and application, what issues did they run into, what could we avoid by learning from these other states. And I think that the state of Missouri did a pretty good job with setting up how they were going to distribute licenses, how they were going to choose those, and and the industries that, that are inside of the cannabis space. Again, it's not just dispensary and agriculture. You've got safety and transportation, extraction and product development. 
and then the medical field as well, you know, doctors and, and patients and direct, direct to home distribution. So there, there's a lot that this market is going to open up in regards to industry and cannabis and job creation. It's great. You know, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that you think of cows when you think of Missouri and you know, it's more than that, but it is, it's, there's a lot of farmland here as well. So there's a lot of space for hemp to become a major cash crop in the Midwest, specifically in Missouri. I mean, it'll be great for the state. Well, I had some, that's exactly what I was alluding to was the fact that like, I have some really close friends and family who are in Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan and Missouri. And they are, you know, we have friends who are major farmers, particularly cattle in the Missouri area. And I was like, that's, that was my connection was like farms, farmland, corn, you know, produce. This was my vision of it before I got to go there and visit with people who are heavily involved with the legislative process and trying to create the regulations for their communities or find out what their foothold or how they're going to participate in the industries. A lot of them are talking about the ancillary business requirements for the industry. And some of the key things that I saw transform immediately as Colorado was opening up here, and my husband and I were a part of the legislative development. We were, you know, our license was grandfathered in. We were one of the first hundred licensed in the state and got to participate with Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Arizona as they were opening up legislation. And, and I love to say that Colorado set an incredible foundation for what to, but also what not to do. And I've watched a lot of these other states repair and organize things that have had to be amendments or revisions in the way that we did things here in Colorado. And I think Missouri is, is a great example of that, of how they're categorizing the different licenses, allowing different ancillary businesses to obtain a license and to operate to serve the industry. But now we're seeing even bigger opportunities. And you have a unique perspective here in, in highlighting the fact that those cross-border transactions is going to be huge for the nation, let alone the state. Correct. Especially in those states, again, that have the opportunity to grow, right? To grow from an agricultural perspective. Yeah, yeah, totally. Hemp historically, hundreds of years ago, was one of the largest, if not the largest cash crop in the, in the union, you know, that had gone by the wayside with some federal legislation, but now that now as of the 2019 farm bill, 2018 farm bill signed in 2019, but that's opened up the door again for those farmers to create crops that have a tremendous upside. It's a tremendous upside. Yeah, I I agree. Some of the things that we saw, what was the ripple effect? And, And I talk about the social contributions that a lot of these businesses are making. Everyone's talking about their brand. I loved how you mentioned, you know, understanding your mission, knowing your passion and purpose for having your business. And I have watched my state here in Colorado absolutely transform since I moved here in 09. We're driving on new roads, new construction is happening. They're extending the housing development in the downtown area, the parts of town which were like no-goes when I first moved here are getting cleaned up and they're like park-like settings now. My kids are playing on new playgrounds at school. My teachers are happy. There's art programs. Like it's so commercial real estate. It's full and being leased at a multiple. It's incredible to see the economy alive when there has been so much fear factor conversation in, in mainstream news around how the economy is suffering or I just 
we don't get to see that as much here in Colorado because of that industry. How do you believe that the cannabis and hemp movement is going to impact like, give me a picture of the landscape as you believe it will be in three years from now. That's a really good question. And again, I wish I had a crystal ball because they, obviously we'd be investing in some specific things, but <laughs> at its most basic level, there are industries that are shrinking as consumers become more aware about environmental issues, mining, timber production, things that are, are shrinking industries has had a real impact on some of those, those jobs. And when you create a brand new industry to the tune of what people are forecasting in the billions of dollars and open that up to a consumer market that has a very high interest and very high need and demand for it is going to inherently create jobs. So what you're looking at is the potential for unemployment to drop, right? In an industry that, that is, is new, is going to be growing and for the foreseeable future will not shrink. And we, we really need to take a look as, you know, as a country at what are we good at producing? We, we're great at producing electronics and also, you know, we have a lot of farmland, right? So if you're creating an industry that one can provide medications or therapies for people from, from some of the molecules that those plants create, but then also think about after we've extracted CBD and or THC or other cannabinoids from those plants, how valuable that biomass still is. So I, as a as field brands, I extract an oil from a hemp plant. That biomass, what's left over after we take the molecules out of that and we create our products, can be used for plastics, for fibers, for clothing. There's countless things that you can resell that biomass for and still use it. So it's not a depleted product or a depleted raw material when we as an industry from the cannabis perspective and the pharmaceutical sector, when we're done with it, that product goes on and does other things in other industries. Very interesting. Yeah, totally multifaceted and multi-purpose product. I love that. And, and it starts with the rejuvenation of the ground that it's growing in, right? It puts nitrogen back into the soil where it's otherwise been bled out by chemical fertilizers or even just doing repeat crops in the same body of earth is very depleting. By the way, some investment crystal ballness. <laughs> I don't know where you're at with the real estate thing, but you said you're a real estate. Stay in that commercial real estate space. I'll tell you right now that the people over here in Colorado are getting like, I don't know, 19 time markup, like where they were selling stuff, where they were putting square footage out for 99 cents, triple net per square. They're like 19 to $26 per square. And that's 10 years in. And people come out and they put millions of dollars into their infrastructure and they have like fucking fairies watering the plants and it's like super sacred and like crystal ball, you know, crystals that they sing to their plant. I mean, it's people are out of, outrageous when it comes to how they're producing cannabis over here. So real estate is huge. The packaging has been huge. Everybody needs those types of businesses. And the one other that is sort of a everyone's sort of battling. I'll give it to you offline. I'll give it to you offline, but it's a new sort of hot topic right now that a lot of people are sinking their money into. I'll share with you after the show. Perfect. Yeah, it's exciting stuff. So what are you most excited about? First of all, how long have you guys been in business? You know, it's a great question because when, when people ask me that, it's like, how long was this an idea and how long did it take to come to fruition was probably about 
12 months. And then we've been actually yesterday was our one year anniversary from the day when we incorporated, right? So where we actually became a brand that was forward facing. So prior to that, there's a lot of R&D, a lot of legal red tape to jump over, you know, how, what are we going to produce? How are we going to produce it? How are we going to market this? But then, you know, when we went, we went live one year ago yesterday, which coincidentally is what it's referred to as I have a dream day. So it's the anniversary of Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech. So there's a reason that we picked that day to incorporate. So depending on how you look at it, a year or more. <laughs> wow, cool. And so one year ago, you've been to market and serving customers with your product. That's Talk right. to me a little bit about your distribution and impact. How many customers have you been able to build and where are you guys demographically right now? Sure. You know, we, we started off with a pretty good idea of some basic consumer groups. You know, we knew that we would have direct to consumer through the website, which, you know, that, that was a struggle in and of itself just because of banking and online merchant processing. So the, have you solved for that already? We have, and it, it, it was a lot of work. It was probably, we went through, we were part of the Elevon shutdown. Oh, Elevon Exodus. We were able to find a long-term resource prior to the shutdown, so that was great. But we could talk a little bit more about that process as well, because that was that was a long one. That was my day-to-day job for about six months. <laughs> but we knew we were going to go to direct-to-consumer as one niche. We also have a distribution, a distributor and warehousing agreement for our retail locations. So we work with a distributor called Relax Brands, which is in the state of Missouri. They've been a great partner. They are. Referred, they, they purvey CBD brands to offer to retail establishment. So we have quite a distribution there. We're prevalent in local bike shops. We're in you know, some med spa locations, doctor's offices, things of that nature. So um, cool. They handle the distribution from that regard. And then we also have an affiliate program, right? So our consumer then becomes affiliates. People that also believe in CBD have tried the products and know that they want to offer those to friends and family. And we offer an affiliate program as well. Currently, we do sell to all 50 states. We have a license, what they would call a license, with the USPS, the United States Postal Service, since our hemp has grown legally in a Department of Agriculture uh, certified hemp farm. We can mail through the United States Postal Service legally to all 50 states. So we've been able to touch pretty much everywhere, and it continues to grow exponentially. And I don't have the latest numbers on how many consumers that we reach, but it's it's been well received, very well received. I will say, you know, too, one of the biggest things that we didn't take into account was how much repurchase we would get. You know, the industry was telling us to for every consumer think about a, a third of those will come back and rebuy from you, and of our our repeat rates about eighty seven percent which is great. So it speaks volumes to how well received the products have been with the people that are using them and that we are accomplishing those outcomes that they set out to achieve. Amazing. What are some of the stories that impact you as a business owner that keep you getting out of bed in the morning? You know, it it ranges depending on the age, right? So some of my favorites are adults that are in their 60s or 70s, and they're really struggling with some pain and joint issues, namely like knees or, or elbows and shoulders, neck pain. We we get reviews pretty much daily from people that are that have gotten away from cortisone shots or have gotten away from taking opioids that were going down the road of having to pop more and more pills just to mask the pain that wasn't going away they weren't curing anything they were just covering a symptom those emails keep us driving forward for sure people feedback in that regard or someone in their 20s that has anxiety issues that has tried pretty much everything and they learn about the endocannabinoid system and, you know, there's 
We know that there's no Xanax system that's built directly into the human body. And when they're able to manipulate the endocannabinoid system with a natural product and realize success with that, that's great as well. Anybody, anytime I can get someone off of a, off of a pharmaceutical, it, is, it, it works. You know, that, that's why I get out of bed every day. Xanax system. <laughs> that was awesome. I have a martini system. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's um, that's hilarious. I literally just was like laughing inside when you said that. Okay, well, I want to know about the brand itself, Field Brands. What is your current product development? So currently, we are we offer tinctures in three different concentrations and two different flavorings, and I'll come back to those in a second. But we also offer ingestible formats and gel caps. So going back to the tinctures, we offer our Feel Fit line of CBD tinctures. Those come in a 250 milligram, a 500 milligram, or even a 1500 milligram tincture, all 30 milliliter. So just different concentrations of CBD in those. They are broad spectrum. So we have a host of the major cannabinoids inside of that CBD. So not only CB, CBD, but CBC, CBN, CBG, CBDA. The one thing that's important to note is, again, we are THC free, but still offer that broad spectrum of cannabinoids. So those are also in a carrier oil of hemp seed, which is a little different than what a lot of other CBD manufacturers are doing right now. Predominantly, people will put CBD in the MCT oil or coconut oil. And one of the reasons for that is MCT oil does help with the absorption or bioavailability of the CBD. However, going back to myself as a consumer and what I was using daily in regards to supplements for my activities was I was taking a fish oil supplement. So omega-3, omega-6, omega-9. I was also taking turmeric pills in addition to CBD. So one of the things that we did when we formulated the tinctures is we put those in a hemp seed carrier oil. It's naturally rich in omega-3, omega-6, omega-9 acids. Those are essential fatty acids that your body needs for inflammation, cut down on cholesterol. You know, the, they're just great uh, amino acids to, to have inside a product. Do you have your consumers refrigerate the product then? No, it's actually recommended just to store at room temperature just because of the consistency of the oil itself. When you refrigerate it, it does it kind of creates a little bit more viscosity to it. But, you know, around room temperature, it actually, it stays relatively stable for about 18 months is our shelf life. Hmm. So then going into the gel caps, we have three formulations of those. So again, remember I was talking about a turmeric or mm -hmm. curcumin, which kind of the, the same. Love both. So we have a gel cap that's called Feel Alive. So it combines 25 milligrams of CBD with 10 milligrams of curcumin. It's great. It's an additional anti-inflammatory with the curcumin mm -hmm. mixed in that. For, Immune booster as well. Yes, for sure. And I, you know, when, when I take a turmeric pill or, you know, even eating curry or something that has turmeric in it, I get a little bit of a boost from a, from a mood perspective. There's a little bit of a mood aspect to that, a little bit of focus. Stimulates so, the endorphin, yeah. It does. And so that product's been great. That's called Feel Alive. Again, and then on the other end of that for sleep, we have what's called Feel Peace, which is 25 milligrams of CBD mixed with one milligram of melatonin. So not one milligram of melatonin, people say, well, I take five or 10 to go to sleep. And really when you formulate these two together, the CBD is a, is a relaxant mood regulator. And then with the one milligram of melatonin creates 
a relaxing effect that helps you go to sleep, but you also wake up with without a groggy feeling, right? It's not enough melatonin to give you that melatonin hangover that some people get the day after they take them. And by formulating the way that we did, I was able to eliminate a lot of the supplements that I was taking and just combine them all into one. I like it. I like it, which is a lot simpler, you know, I, and especially in the performance space. This is not this is not a demographic that is unfamiliar with multiple supplements or tinctures that don't taste good and all of the things. So it's nice to have those effects consolidated down so that you're not swallowing five or 10 pills in a day, but getting to just consolidate those benefits and in liquid form is really awesome too. I haven't heard, I haven't heard too many companies putting it into the hemp seed oil base because they haven't been able to stabilize. Are you guys, how are you guys stabilizing the formula without having to refrigerate? You know, that's a good question. And while I don't know the exact answer to that, we rely on, on the formulation scientists and the doctors from a formulation perspective to tell yeah. us how long that will stay stable at room temperature. So I could get that information for you and provide it later. Yeah, I'd love to know just from a scientific, scientific perspective, because I know that when I like purchase hemp seed oil, for instance, you know, versus flax or fish oil, I go for the hemp because I'm, I'm allergic to a lot of the shellfish derivatives that go into fish oil. And so I, I tend to use the plant-based oils and in order to keep them from going rancid and a huge part of what I educate is anything that is a hemp seed oil or even MCT, like I, I really recommend that you refrigerate liposomal del delivery systems. I recommend that they refrigerate because it can, it's easy to go rancid. What your temperature changes and keeping it in your car is not a good idea. You know, there's a lot of things that you don't want to do because it's actually super harmful to ingest rancid oils. And so I'd love to find out, you know, the science behind how you're stabilizing a hemp based product. Cause it's, it just seems natural that when hemp in itself is such a powerful nutritional supplement, it's under a microscope, the omegas, in liposomes and hemp seed are the closest replication to breast milk, which is our first introduction to these minerals and vitamins and nutrients that we need as human life forces. So that would be the natural thing, right? Put hemp extract into hemp oil and fucking take that to feel good, right? But, but I haven't found a company that's been able to stabilize the formulation. So I, I'm curious to know how you guys are doing it because I'd love to be able to, a huge part of what we do is just create the education so that people can make empowered decisions. And that's a huge challenge right now is there's so many brands out there in the marketplace and everybody's claiming to be the creme de la creme when in fact there's about seven major manufacturers that are producing about 85% of the products that are on the marketplace right now. And the same scientists are giving the same spiel, the same formulation, the same packaging with a different label on it. And the consumer is like, well, what's the difference? And the facts of the matter is, is that there's not an incredible difference unless the business owner in itself builds in the efficacy, the key differentiators, the delivery systems to serve the specific demographic that they want to, you know, empower and transform. So in this particular case, I'm sure that there's solid science behind, you know, how you guys are stabilizing that product. And I'd love to be able to offer that as a part of the podcast, especially when we link back, which by the way, where can people find your guys's more information on your product and offers? For sure. Actually, just right up here over my shoulder, there's a 
visit us online. We have all of our information. It's feel-cbd.com. So feel-cbd.com. You can go there and read about formulations, who we're targeting towards, find your feel. So read about all the products and see specifically what it is that might make sense for you as a consumer. And then also all of our lab tests are available online. So you can see the test directly from, you know, third party. Uh, I love that- it. We, we are what we say we are. And I think that's one of the most important things to look for really in, in CBD. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in full or broad spectrum to not, not isolate. You know, it may have some play. I not to speak bad about other brands, but, you know, I'm, for me personally, as a consumer first, I would look for a broad spectrum or a full spectrum product. And also I'll talk the- shit about other brands. <laughs> <laughs> are, are those certificates of analysis available online? How, tr- how transparent are these brands? But to go back to answer your question too, I just... Uh, on the stability of the hemp seed oil. I will talk with the formulation scientists as well. The ones that provide us with shelf life expectancy as we provide that to the consumer along with lot numbers. So let me check with them too and see, you know, how, how do they forecast what that would be? What is, what is that shelf life and how do they set that up? Unfortunately, it's one of those things that I don't know off the top of my head, but you don't have to know everything, you know, it's, it's, and one of the things I loved, not, I wasn't even trying to set you up at all, but it ended up being a perfect way to show your integrity that not answering a question the way you think it should be answered, but in, you know, full transparency. And that shows the efficacy of your brand and your business that the people who are behind it, again, people buy people, not products, right? So knowing that they can trust you to give them the truth is a, is a huge part of why a person will select and engage with your brand time after time. You talked about the repeat customer thing that is earning the trust is easy, keeping it or earning it back once you've lost it is, you know, is devastating and really, really challenging. So I have a lot of respect for you saying like, you know what, I'm not exactly sure. I'd love to come back and be able to share that. And I think it's a really key marketing factor as well to talk about like what they've heard and what is in fact true. That's a, that's a great, you know, lead capture front end, like the truth about CBD and hemp seed oil, right? It's like, that's a fantastic way to engage people in conversation because there's a million different sources of information and only a handful of them that are correct and integrous. And we really try and be information and resource for truth. It's, it's our mission to bring the truth about cannabis and hemp-based products to the consumer so they can make empowered, educated decisions about which brands they're selecting, how they want to treat themselves, people they love, conditions they may be suffering from, or preserve an otherwise healthy lifestyle. And that there's an entourage effect that happens with mind, body, spirit, but also the selection of cannabinoids and products that you're putting into your body to support the efforts that you're making on a daily basis to in fact be well and to be balanced. There's a lot that's working against us. So I love it. And I don't expect you to have the answers to everything. And I love, love, love and appreciate when somebody doesn't know the answer that they say like, I'll be right back with you, girl. So that's, that's awesome. Any final words of wisdom that you would like to share with our community before signing off today? You know, I think it's a two-part answer, right? As a consumer, you know, demand transparency from the brands and the people that you're going to support. It helps the industry as a whole and it forces the industry to, to be transparent, to offer products that are efficacious, that match with specific outcomes that, that users are looking for. And, and, you know, the, it's a responsibility of the consumer to share those, right? Mm-hmm. Reward the brands that are doing it right. 
And then from a business owner perspective, people getting into the space, again, think of it as a consumer. Take a consumer first approach to everything you do. You know, it's treat others as you'd like to be treated. So everything that we do, we try to match with an outcome that we would be happy to, to have remedied. So like pain management, whatever it is, whatever it might be, you know, finding ways to, to match, to take consumer first approaches. Sorry, I kind of got stumbled up there, but no, that's okay. uh, it's, it's again, be good stewards and, you know, make sure that this industry is around for a long time to come. Don't be the one that gives it a black eye just because you were trying to make a quick buck, right? I'm going to throw one more thing at you. Is there going to be a feel intimate line coming out? I, I highly suggest that you do that. The feel brands is dope. So that, that being said, I, my business partner is Scott. He's, he's hot to trot on that one. So you know, one of the first things is like, what is that feel going to be called? Does it feel sexy? Is it feel erotic? What might, what might it be? But there is some research that says, you know, CBD and the way that it creates an anti-anxiety anti and mood regulation, that it does do a lot in regards to sexual activity and ability, you know, to relax and, and enjoy intimate times. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. We'll just have to see what happens. Man, you better get on that. There's a line, <laughs> there's a line that's out. It's called Quiver. And I'm, I'm strictly talking to you about this because you have a brand that says feel brands, right? And especially in the demographic that you're serving, that is a huge issue of people who are, you know, challenged with their sexual activity or performance. And I know because I get a message every three seconds and they're always asking me what brand, one out of three messages that I receive every three seconds is telling me what brand can I purchase for this? I cannot tell you how many out of those are saying like, you know, I'm not the spring chicken I once was. <laughs> so there's this company, there's this brand called Quiver. And that girl created a whole line that is specifically for sexual performance. And I was using her product. It's a CBD brand. And I was using her product on, on date night. On date night. And can I tell you... We have a baby to show for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good for you. No, I'm just kidding. That was a total joke. No, but it was it was a really incredible difference, especially, you know, my husband's 43, you know, all different types of things start to happen in, in those age ranges. And specifically for your brand, don't leave out the most feely feelers of the human body. I, I encourage you and your partner to dive into that space because it's an underserved market right now in the CBD space there. I've made you blessed long enough. And that's my two cents. Take it or leave it. Put it in your big bank. Sure. <laughs> hey, you guys, this is another rock star episode of the Hemp Health Revolution. We are so excited to be serving you with more updates and interviews, content specifically for you and your budding ideas in the Hemp Revolution. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And if you want to find out more information about how you can join fastest growing cash rich industry in the world right now without losing your shirt check us out at the emeraldcircle.com and if you are a patient looking for brands that can make a difference in the way that you feel and function every single day check us out on medicalsecrets.com i'm sonia and we'll see you guys on the next episode bye for now thanks so much for joining us thank you
Thanks for listening to another rock star episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez. And just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests, and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.